Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and finding other women and men who lift women up is my very favorite thing to do. Their stories are inspiring, and they help us understand that we can all succeed and create a better world if we support one another in our work and in our lives. These amazing conversations also gave me the stories and wisdom from my earlier book, Leading Women. And they also inspired my newest book called In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. This week, I'm so pleased to welcome back one of these amazing women I've had these conversations with, also a good friend, Dr. Sheila Robinson. Dr. Sheila is the founder and CEO of Diversity Women Media, which she has grown to become a nationally recognized multifaceted company that publishes Diversity Women's Magazine and organizes the Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference. This is a conference that changed my life and taught me the true meaning of diversity and inclusion. And she partners and serves with the most influential organization to foster equity, equality, and inclusive workplaces, including Paradigm for Parity, Catalyst, Twitter, and many, many more. Dr. Sheila has also written two books, Lead by Example, an insider's look at how to successfully lead in corporate America and entrepreneurship, and your toolkit for success, the Professional Women's Guide for Advancing the C-Suite, and she became a certified executive coach in 2017 and advised the CEOs and CHROs in that capacity. Her newest venture is to host a free webinar for these times called Wellness Wednesdays, where you can hear experts address topics to help you stay resilient during the challenging times of COVID and provide you with an opportunity to stop and focus inward on your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. I'm excited to welcome Dr. Sheila back to celebrate Black History Month. Since 1925, February has been designated to honor the contributions of African Americans to our history in America. Dr. Sheila makes fantastic contributions every day to advance women's equity and elevate women of all races, cultures, and backgrounds in business and life. This year's Black History Month celebrates the theme, The Black Family, its representation, identity, and diversity. Notably, the black family has spread over the world and can't be defined as belonging to any one place or having one type of organization, matriarchal or patriarchal. The black family has been reverenced, stereotyped, and vilified for the days of slavery to our own time. The most accurate description and the way it is depicted in the stories of film and literature is that the family offers a rich tapestry of images for exploring the African-American past and present. The tapestry is our diversity, which gives us the wisdom to various perspectives to make changes for good. Other on the hand, I've heard Dr. Sheila say simply, we all want the same things. We want to provide for our families and to provide safety and an education for our children. And that's the side that brings us all together. So I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Sheila back to Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy and discuss her contributions and perspectives, how we can honor one another and lift women up during Black History Month. Welcome back, Sheila. Well, Dr. Sheila Robinson, it's so good to be talking to you again. 
Oh, Dr. Nancy, any chance I have an opportunity to speak with you, it's always a pleasure. I love you, love your audience, and our missions are so in sync. You know, uh, like Edie Frazier says, we're going to be faster together. We're going to accomplish our goals faster because we're trying to do it together. Well, I've learned more from you and your conferences about diversity and inclusion, and it, it has put me on a path that has been so important and so valuable to women, women of color and women of all cultures and backgrounds that really, really helped me to understand kind of where I stood in the, in the middle of all of this. And that's the point, is that awareness is key, focus and awareness, and, and just talking about it, having those important, tough conversations. So, um, but today's been, the t- today we're going to talk about something really important because February 1st is the beginning of Black History month. And, I, and you know what? I've spent hours and hours reading black history. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, I, and again, Kamala said this when she was giving her acceptance speech or one of the speeches. I'm not sure exactly which one, but she said, this is for all the little girls that, you know, this, anything is possible. And so it's what we can't, what we can see, what we can hear, and what we can read about girls and women can really understand, and, and men as well, and boys as well. But, you know, history is everything. It's everything. Yes, and yes it is. Probably one of the probably one of the biggest examples of women of color that a lot of people didn't even understand until Hidden Figures came out about the space program. We would have no space program if it weren't for the women of color, these African-American women who were engineers, scientists, uh, you know, computer experts that really be- and basically guided the, the, the space shuttle to the first shot launch and to back into the country, you know. So, you know, these are things that, gosh, it's so important that we do a good job of our history. And of course, the first, the first person I read about was Dr. Carter, Carter G. Woodson, who founded the Association for the Study of African American Life and History, which was extremely a wonderful journey for me to read. But anyway, I'm, I'm talking a lot here, but your thoughts about what we're talking about now. I, I love um, that we have Black History Month because part of the reason that I believe systemic racism still exists and yeah. discriminations and um, biases is because there is not enough education on it. We have yeah. American history. We have, you know, black history. We have, we, we have, in coming up through schools and high school, we have mandatory classes that we have to take foreign language but, and mandatory classes that we have to take history and American history, but no mandatory class on black history. So how are we going to change some of the institutionalized barriers that are embedded across all of our education system, criminal justice system, health care, housing? How are we going to address that there is even a problem if we don't recognize the history and where the problems stem from? And so that is the reason I love Black History Month, because it's an opportunity to, again, create awareness, if not for 28 days, 
it's, it's awareness. Hopefully, those 28 days lead to 365 days. You know, I, I am very clear, and I'm not talking about racism and hate, because I am very clear that I can't change the minds and hearts of people that hate. But what I'm clear about is that America is a country that promises that all people have been created equal and will be treated fairly. And there are too many inequalities, injustices, and inequities that exist. And until we can get to the bottom of it, by learning and knowing our history and continue to bring attention not only to the triumphs and struggles of black Americans and African Americans, but also bring attention to the accolades and to the contributions and to the the greatness um, of this American demographic and, and what they have contributed to this country to be where it is today. Well, you know, and, and I absolutely agree with everything you just said. You know, I've, been, I've become involved with the National Museum of Women's History, women's history. Unfortunate, you're, you're absolutely correct. But we, we can't know about what we can't read about and we don't understand. And, and, and this is true, you know, state to state, their history is different. I mean, I grew up in Virginia. Virginia history is different than Georgia history or North Carolina history. It's interesting when you go from state to state, and then you talk about your national history. But, I mean, again, we don't, I mean, we know our papas, you know, at least in mm-hmm. the United States. You know, people know the papas, which, you know, Washington, whatever, you know, Jefferson, but because of our presidents and because of that uh, thinking. But do we know our mamas? I mean, whether they're women of color or whatever their racial uh, background or cultural background is, we don't know our mamas. And I think that's that's key for us, especially as women. And, and we've talked about this. Women's leadership is key. Equality and gender equality and equities is key. But, again, I think women, mm-hmm. the hand that rocks the cradle, we still need to make sure that women really understand that we've been doing all these things forever. Everyone has been really con- made huge contributions. But we don't know about, about them, and especially black women. We don't know about the wonderful uh, contributions that have been made. So, you know, I was reading yesterday about women inventors. Uh, there, uh, one woman invented, uh, she worked for IBM. I mean, I, I just went on and on. A security system, you know, uh, the drug for glaucoma. I mean, I just kept reading. Shirley Chisholm, first woman to run as president. Jesse Owen. I mean, you have, uh, we have amazing people of all colors and races and backgrounds that we don't know about, but especially women and uh, women of color, and of course uh, the, the black community itself. I mean, so uh, you're right. What do we, so what do you think we need to do here? What what do we what do we need to do? Well, I am very, very, very delighted to to hear you. You know, acknowledge some of the great black women that have contributed and women of color from. Remember the movie uh, Hidden Figures, the scientist Catherine. Catherine Johnson, who contributed to the first man on the moon, to today our vice president, Kamala Harris, that black women and women of color have been contributing since they placed foot on the soil of the American civilizations. And I think that what we have to continue to do, education and awareness, awareness is, is key. And that is why in the work that I do, 
I try to continue to tell stories. I can't try to continue to bring visibility to what is happening. Because if we don't know something exists, it, it would be ignored. So there are many things that we can do, but one thing, the first thing that we, we should do, I believe, is those that can make a difference, let's acknowledge that there is a problem. Let's acknowledge that a problem does exist, that a problem exists and there is a reason that the McKinsey research that's out there shows that black women are at the bottom of the workplace from from entry level all the way up to the C-suite. Of every demographic of any race, of any color, black women are at the bottom. And that's a problem because we already know that there are so many black women that, that have done some extraordinary things in life that continue to, to soar and contribute to greatness, and there's no reason why. Well, there's only one reason. There's only one reason that black women are not being valued for their worth, and that's racism. And right. racism continues to grow and have a heartbeat because it's embedded into systems where systemic racism comes from that is not being addressed, meaning we continue to sweep things under the rug, we find some dirt, and then we sweep it under the rug. And so I believe that if those that have the power to influence systemic change would really, really acknowledge that there is a problem, that a problem exists, then we, we can roll our sleeves up and every American can, can be, begin the work of uh, moving towards systemic change for all Americans. Well, I, I, can't, I can't agree with you more. And, and again, I, th- I would say probably a lot of people, and, and I, you know, I can't really speak for everyone, but I think a lot of people would probably say, no, I'm not, ra- I'm not a racist. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly okay. You know, I love everybody. But the point is, is that when we really get down to it, we need to have these conversations that, yes, it is an issue. What are we going to do about it? Well, you know, we, we, started, we had that great conversation, Trudy Bourgeois and I, talking about white women and black women. You know, and, and we have, when we start to have these really, really tough conversations, there, there's always something positive that comes from it. But, but, but again, Sheila, what we have to understand, especially women in general, we have biases towards ourselves, not only black women, but white women. We've been told, you know, that we're not this, we're not that. So we, we all have our biases that we have to understand. And so th- there's deeper levels mm-hmm. that we have to understand. And I think, you know, you and I have become champions for women because I think we both believe uh, that this is the way that we can truly, truly make a difference as far as if, you know, look at, look at Kamala. I mean, we're, we've got the first black, first uh, uh, vice president of the United States. I truly believe that's part of that glass ceiling that we've been trying to rupture. I mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited about that. And I, I wrote you that, I sent you that text. I said, for the first time in a long time, I have hope. I have hope that people are going to understand. Well, and then probably right now, uh, as far as Biden, if, the, if they'll just, uh, you know, approve these, this cabinet, it'll be the most diverse cabinet of women, diversity, I mean, will run through our cabinet 
in the United States government than the, that we've ever, ever had. So, you know, we're, we're going to start to see some things that people are going to go, wow, wow. What, look at that, look at that, and, and, and see the amazing job and how things move forward in a positive fashion that maybe, maybe we're getting closer. I don't, I, I'd like to think we were, but again, this has been such a horrendous time to understand what's going on in the United States. You know, I mean, like I said, I've, I've been kind of embarrassed to say I was an American. You know, I mean, for the first time, maybe I'm kind of excited to say it again. What it, but we, we do. We have, a, we have a difficult time in the United States because we, we have been uh, categorizing and categor, too categorical for too long. You know, we haven't been a diverse country as other countries, but yet we are, that's all we are, diversity. The only true American was the American Indian. And they also came over, the, you know, from another country as well. So we just don't understand, you know, that we've all come from a very, very different, diverse background. Well, I think that uh, what I am very, very excited about are the corporations that I work with, the partners that I have the privilege of working with over 100 corporations, they have started to be um, you know, they, their focus and, and part of their mission and growth is to be a more inclusive organization. Uh, most of them are more likely to be willing to transform their cultures to be more inclusive, uh, not only women, but people of all races, cultures, and backgrounds. Um, understanding differences has been a positive. Seeing enough research and uh, organizations that are more diverse are more profitable. And so if maybe if there is any hope that the American country as a whole can look at all of these amazing corporations that drive our economy and learn from that, and say that if they are doing it and becoming more profitable, you know, uh, more successful, with ha- having more engaging, happy employees, that if we can learn from that as a, a government and a society, then globally we can become more competitive and, and stand that, that we are the greatest country in the world. So that that is where my hope and that these organizations especially since the you know the death of George Floyd you know the, yeah. the, the the some will say the murder of George Floyd that that movement that movement visually brought attention and educated many and that's why I say about Black History Month you know it is a opportunity to focus on educating those that still don't get it, that this demographic, this race still continue to suffer, you know, with injustices and inequalities and, and, you know, inequities. And, And so until there is a time where we can say black history is every day of the year, we need to focus on this month. Because I have heard people say, my black history is every day of the year. We need the American society and the American government and the, and the corporate America to show us and to treat us as black history 
is every day, and you no longer need a month to celebrate it. And until we see that, this is an opportunity and a privilege we need to take advantage of to try to move towards some systemic change because systemic racism definitely clearly still exists. Yes, yes, it does. And uh, sadly that we're having this conversation. What, what I hope to have in the, in the future is we're not going to move forward until we all move forward together. We will not move forward. And, and you know, like I said, you're seeing corporations get that. They understand that. They're, they're more successful. We know when there are women on boards, we're women in leadership positions, women of color in positions, companies are more successful. And we need to have those, that, that understanding and that information out there over and over again. You know, I mean, again, it's it's uh, success. You know, I, I know this is kind of late in the conversation, but you know, again, Black History, the Black History Month theme is the, the Black family, representation, identity, and diversity. And I think this is uh, this is extremely important to understand the diversity of the Black family. And I, you know, I don't know what you want to say about that, but I wanted just to mention that because it, it is the theme of this year. And so just just a few moments, to, a few minutes to think about, talk about that. Well, when you say to me the black family, I'll speak to it from two angles, a couple of angles. So for me, okay. the black family to me is, is so, I think of strength. I think of love. I think of resilience. I think of all the things that, black families mean to their own families. You know, there is a part of me that aches for the black family because we have to tell our children to be careful when they're walking outside. You know, our child can be shot down for wearing a hoodie or for, you know, wearing a certain article of clothing. Our children could be shot for reaching for their driver's license. Our children are followed when they go into a store because they are accused of death. So I have two views that come to mind when I think of the black family, that, you know, our families are not allowed to have access to the same health care and housing conditions as others, again, since we, because we go back to the the systemic racism and the the unfairness that exists in our country today for the black families. And our resilience is wavering, and it's time for a change. And I certainly hope that what I am seeing in corporate America and what the new administration is trying to exercise by having the most diverse cabinet ever in American history, that some of the, the things can change, but the black family is suffering. And even those, you know, I've spoken before where um, people will look at me or, or look at others and say, well, you're not suffering that, you know, it's the, it's their fault because they're not working as hard as you are. Well, I can dispel that misconception right now. Yeah. That is not true. It doesn't matter what your income is. It's the color of your skin. Oprah Winfrey went into a store and was treated like trash because they didn't know who she was. And so she was treated like a, a, a criminal. 
So it doesn't matter if you are one of the richest women in the world. If you are of, a, of the black race, you are not respected and valued and treated. And it is time for this country and this world to recognize that this is not a black or brown problem. It is not because I didn't work hard enough or they didn't work hard yeah, enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. it is, this is a human race problem. This is about right. dignity and respect for all people. I know I, I absolutely agree with you. It's, it, the, these are the conversations we have to have. We've got to have more and more of these conversations and understanding that. Yeah, no, I, it, why can't people, why can't we all just get along? That would be so wonderful. <laughs> That, that is my that is my dream. That is my hope, Martin Luther King. I have a dream. I do have a dream. You know, but but again, we do I, have know, a dream. Yeah, but but Sheila, I mean, our relationship and our camaraderie and our partnership is keyed me to continue to do just that. We're all in this together. We're going to continue to work towards this. I, I don't want to be tearful right now, but this is what it's about. You know, us having these conversations and, and continuing to get information out there. And everybody needs to stop putting their head in the sand and say, hey, wait a minute, we've got a problem here. What are we going to do about it? And it's having conversations and where we can celebrate. And, you know, I, I will say this. I mean, I, I had a great time reading about all the different people. I had the, the most amazing time and the inventors and, and so many people and so much accomplishments. And, and so, so many people just don't know enough about it. So we're not done, Sheila. Our work's not done. No, it's not. But you know what I think, Nancy, along with education, and awareness that a problem exists, I personally think that we need to address the fears. Let's take yeah. race, yeah. injustices, inequalities. Okay, let's set that over to the side and put a pin in that. We know yeah. that's the bulk of the problem. Right. But what is underneath that? You know, we, we're not going to even deal with hate. That's over to the right because we're not even dealing with hate. You know, that's God's work. I, I can't try to do God's work. But... We're talking about individuals that really it's, it's unconscious bias. It's not, and, and some of it is conscious bias. Well, I think yeah, it's I fears. We got to yeah. address fear. Fear. We got to address fear of somebody taking my job. Fear of uh, I'm losing. Fear or I don't want to get in trouble and I'm going to blame it on the wrong person. You know. Well, that's that's not even fear. That's just just wrong. <laughs> That's just a lie, you know. So we can add lie into the picture. But all of these things exist mainly because of that thing that my grandmother used to say all the time. If we, since we're talking about black family, money is the root of what? all evil. And that's what she used to tell us all the time. I never could understand what does she mean by money is the root of all evil. And if you think about it, if people are fearful they're going to lose their job, fearful somebody's going to get ahead of them, fearful that, you know, somebody's going to make more money than them, fearful that they're going to lose their money, fearful that they got to pay some money to help somebody, you know, those fears. That's one thing that I think that is a problem. But I also think fear and power, power, they don't want to lose, uh, well, fear of losing money, fear of losing money, and fear of losing power. So fear to me 
is the common denominator. Fear of losing power, fear of losing the majority, fear of becoming a minority, they're all fears. And so the only, you know, not so good thing about that realization is that you can't really fix fear. And if fear is the reason that all of this stuff exists, it just might be where we live. But I also think, Sheila, that if we talk about our fears, then we can deal with them as well, though. And these are the conversations we've got to have, we're just going to have to keep having over and over again and really understanding where we're all coming from. You know, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen the next day. But my hope is it's going to continue to improve and that you and I are going to continue to have these conversations. And when we see a break in the darkness and we see the light and we see maybe a rainbow now and then, that we can keep moving forward. Because I'm not done. I'm not done. I know that. And there's some research out there, Nancy, on, there's research out there on overcoming fears and anxiety. So maybe if we partner education and economic growth to fear of losing money and power, if we address those, that we can move forward and we can create systemic change for our country. Because if you educate enough people that your fear of losing a job and money should be excitement about creating more jobs and making more money and that your fear of losing power, becoming a minority and not being a majority and having to answer to someone that doesn't look like you is actually a good thing. Cultural diversity is a positive thing, not a negative thing. So there are ways that you can overcome the fears that continue to keep us where we are as as far as um, inequalities and injustices, but there's some work to be done. There's some work yeah. to be done, and like I said, don't want to, you know, be on a negative about this. There are some great things happening. Corporations sure. have policies in place to focus on putting more black leaders into management roles, um, to advancing more women, getting more women on boards, um, invested in nonprofits to to help do this work. So there are some great things happening, but we have work to do. Yeah. Well, every day, and this is, this is what we're doing, Women Connect for Good, and I know you're very much a part of it too. We lift as we rise, and let's lift women up. Every day we lift another woman up. If we lift another person up, if we lift another person up every day, as we rise, if we lift others Anything is possible, and it's that's you know, right. That's, that's that's where we are. We're we're just going to have to keep lifting, lifting as we rise. But we are going to we're going to continue to rise. But we but and that's we right. And rise. and and remember we the starfish story. Yeah. The starfish yeah. story. That's one of my favorite. Tell tell it. What is it? Well, the the starfish story is one day a little boy was walking across the ocean throwing starfish into the ocean. And a man walked up to him and said, Son, what are you doing? 
And he said, I'm throwing starfish into the ocean. The tide is up, and if I don't, they're going to die because it was washing all the starfish in the ocean up on the um, the, shore, the yeah. sand, on the shore, yes. And the man looked at the little boy and said, son, don't you know there's miles and miles and miles of ocean out here that you can't save these starfish? And the little boy bent down, picked up a starfish, and threw it in the ocean and looked at the man and smiled and said, I saved that one. <laughs> all we need you to try to save is one. Yeah. If we all work to save, do our part. But if, if you don't do nothing, then, yes, we'll all die. But if everybody pitch in and throw starfish, we can save more. Well, that's what Mother Teresa said. She said, if you can't feed them all, feed one. And we can always yeah. lift one. We can always throw one starfish back, and we can always feed one. And, and if we do that every single day of our lives, and we make that our habit, our habit every day, amazing things can happen. Well, I wish we could continue to talk about this more and more, but uh, tell them where they can reach you, learn more about you and D- Diversity Women's Media and the Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference. You do such amazing things, Sheila. You are, you are an inspiration to me. You have been ever since I met you and I attended the first Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference. It was a, Oh, thank a, a you so life, much. Life-changing for me, and, and you know, you had, you had me at a, low, at, a, at a low, and you still have me. So where can they reach you and learn more about you? And, and, uh, because you've got, you've got a lot of great things going on, and, and you're, you're, what you're doing for corporations and businesses is just absolutely amazing and women. Where do we find you? <laughs> you find me on diversitywoman.com. And we love to give. We love to help. And every Wednesday at 12 noon, we're having a Wellness Wednesdays to help women navigate through the, the challenges that we are having with COVID and how this pandemic is impacting our lives as caregivers, you know, mothers, spouses, and extraordinary leaders in our organization, and our resilience is wavering, and we are offering Wellness Wednesdays workshops free of charge. And so you can visit diversitywoman.com to log in and hear about our other events and opportunities to make you the best person that you could possibly be. Because like I said, when we all collaborate and join forces and and help each other, we can accomplish more together than we can alone. And that's all Diversity Woman is trying to do is to help others, you know, achieve their goals um, by providing them resources that we know can help them get there. So thank you for the opportunity for me to share our information with your audience. Yeah. Body, mind, and spirit, we have to work with them all every day, every day. And, again, we lift as we rise. And, Sheila, that's what you do all the time. Always a pleasure. Well, you as well, Dr. Nancy. And we will be talking again soon. Bless you. Have a wonderful day. You as well. Thank you. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you.